1: Let's spill the tea here at Event Brew. Welcome, welcome. Here we have our brew crew. Uh, we have Dustin, Nick, and Will from XYZ Companies, and I'm Tui. And the this in- is my the in- intro. The intros though. are getting more and more was casual. That creative? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty creative. Was well, pretty our, guy, our guy our already does the whole spiel, so it's hard to keep up with him.
2: That's true. Well. That's true. He does it pretty good,
3: too. Can we ever figure out what that guy's name is?
1: we named uh, him
2: yeah. we gave him gave him a name I think is it like Georgia we we were, or something we put on, that's like episode three or four we oh, came up like, yeah name and there was a whole plan I think to bring him on the podcast and stuff and yeah Great. I think that didn't work out <laughs> then COVID one of our many ideas <laughs> COVID blame it on COVID it on. Due,
3: due to COVID <laughs> you won't be meeting the voiceover guy <laughs>
1: Everyone starts sending us emails like, we're pissed. We've been waiting to talk to that guy.
3: <laughs> you're like, that's why I unsubscribed this podcast, is because
2: you guys said you're going to bring the voiceover guy, but never did.
1: Uh, all right. Well, first things first, what is everyone drinking? Dun,
3: dun, 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 dun. Nick, you always have to go first. That's the rule. <sighs> yeah,
2: Nick, we're waiting on you, man. Uh, you're the whole on. Nice. Don't do this stupid thing. Nick, what is that?
3: Oh. <laughs> <gasps> That
0: it's uh it's it's blue pepsi it's uh it's everything I, you sure, love about, sure about it's pepsi, pepsi
2: blue
0: yeah it's oh. pepsi blue uh, everything you love about pepsi except for it's blue and it tastes like berry instead of cola uh actually it's a little bit of both so uh yeah i can't defend that i want to pass the rest of my time
2: <laughs> Dude, like robert's rules of orders like i forfeit the rest of my time and yield to dustin <laughs>
3: Uh, I'm not drinking anything currently. I did just finish a Premier Protein drink. Ooh, interesting. That's what I. Drink. Oh, I thought it
2: was just like a generic name. It's actual brand name called yeah, it's Premier brand name. Protein.
3: Premier. It does. It does sound like a very generic name, but it's a very popular protein drink. And
2: it's like chocolate tasting.
3: It is chocolate tasting. It's actually pretty good. It's 30 grams of protein, and it's mm. got 160 calories with one gram of sugar, 24 vitamins and minerals. Pretty good. Do you get? Do you guys remember SlimFast?
1: That's what it reminds me of.
3: Yeah, I know. He literally held up the bottle. It looks like Slim Pass brand. I was
1: trying to think of the brand, but yeah. I think yeah. Slim Fast is still a thing. It probably
3: is. Yeah, it probably, probably is. So I didn't Oprah buy it probably oh, I so, know. Oh, that's yeah. oprah
2: also has an mm-hmm. ownership of oatly too did you know that
3: oh my god Ooh, i stupid. do have oatly I, can't, I, can't, the... oh, I cannot talk about oatly this year no more <laughs> why <laughs> not, this, ep- not,
2: this, not episode. this episode no more
3: yeah okay,
2: okay. Oh yeah, too.
0: you missed too her, like two episodes and we talked about
3: oatly
2: for like half the episode <laughs> <It's> too much <laughs> um i'm drinking speaking of oatly i'm drinking oh. a chai latte with oatly in it barista <laughs> blend it's like my go-to
1: that's my drink of the winter. Now spring.
2: Wait, o- with Ch- Oatly specifically?
1: No, yeah, chai. La- well, chai latte with oat milk. I just oh, had one yesterday.
3: But is it Oatly?
1: Yes. Oatly. Yeah, that's the best one.
3: What's the you, best? Where is blend. It, Oh, is it Oatly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, L Y. Yeah, yeah. Oatly. Yeah, yeah. Great.
1: I'm proud of but you. Yeah,
2: I, the, I like the the protein. Yeah, I'm definitely off the milk. Tui, I feel like we've we missed you? Like we talked about this for Will getting off the the cow a while ago,
3: <laughs> off the teat,
1: off the teat. I've been traveling for work, you guys. Being on site, it's been amazing. <laughs> I know
3: you were at you were at doing something awesome. You were at the BMW Motor something or other,
1: mm-hmm, the Performance wow. Center, which is by Palm Springs, and
3: it, looked, it looked awesome.
1: Yeah, it and was every, on site every, and everything. You might
2: start getting some hate mail from all the people who want to go back to in-person events.
1: <laughs> well, we were careful. We had to wear masks mask inside, but outside, everyone was vaccinated. We had assigned forms, to forms, all go, that, jazz. that
3: That goes without saying. Nobody doubts that you didn't put on a safe show.
1: Exactly, but it was a good one, and yeah, I've just been traveling, you guys, so appreciate you welcoming you, me back on.
3: How long do you think we're going to have to defend doing live shows? Like... How long do you think we're going to have to say things like, oh, but it was safe and we did this and we did this where? Not long. You don't one think so? One more month. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe longer, in, maybe longer, maybe yeah. longer in Canada, but.
2: Yeah. Maybe longer in Canada, and but yeah. the United States definitely like one more month for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> June 15th. That's I, hope, when. I hope
3: so. Cause there's nothing worse than when you want to just be really happy for somebody that they're working and they're doing live work and to like have that I, sort I... of like that, that weird, that weird cloud over it to be like, Oh, I hate that.
2: I shook someone's hand today that I what? just met.
3: I thought I earlier. thought we weren't going back to that. I thought that was not happening anymore.
2: Yeah, I thought so too. And then it just felt so good.
3: So you're just <laughs> running around the world being irresponsible, shaking
2: <laughs> hands. Shaking people's hands, yeah. Basically. Coffee <laughs> in
1: <laughs> it. Uh, okay. Wait, I'm, I'm rallying the troops. I'm drinking just another Topo Chico. And secretly because of you guys, uh, Chick-fil-A lemonade because I've had a day. Um, but having a day and going into this discussion, we're going to talk about creativity, our process, where we get that from, is it something that can be taught or is it just, you're just naturally born with it and how's it going and what does it look like, creativity look like in the world of events now? So mm-hmm. I'm going to turn it over to, I'm going to kick it up, Will, Will, Oh snaps. Open, uh, open it up.
2: Well, you said something really interesting. We we always come up with these topics like right before we get on air. So like that's why. Can you (laughs) tell? We we have lots of preparation put into Uh, us, But um, one of the things that we're kind of talking about was like, yeah, the creative process. And uh, Dustin's eventually going to pivot to this really interesting, more relevant, time-sensitive portion of creativity. But we started just going down the route talking about creativity. And Tui, you said uh, you heard from someone like this idea that you know sometimes you are you're listening to the Joe Rogan podcast let's see if I remember this and Neil deGrasse Tyson said like you kind of have to have space and be kind of bored in order to get creative and kind of have that space and uh, I wanted to definitely agree with that that mentality of things Um, I recently uh, read the book brilliant uh, bored but brilliant and it just talks a little bit about how we're in this society where everything's just like coming at you all the time and it um, I'm really curious. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm def- Dustin. I'm gonna be coming to you next because I have a very specific question about this. But you know, like we, we, as an industry, we're always constantly looking for things on like different blogs and different like ga- image galleries and things like that to look for that inspiration and in those ideas. But then, like basically, what this book talks about is this idea that we need to disconnect and get bored and be in these weird places for the best ideas to be able to come. So. I guess my question to you, Dustin, is like, you're one of the few people I think in the industry who like I really, really look up to in terms of your like style and what you look for. And I remember, I think that was one of the first conversations you and I had where we talked about something other than the weather. And I was like, dude, we're like, you've pretty much your Instagram's awesome. It's got so much good stuff. And I and I realized because like, it was also stuff that was popping up on my feed. And I was like, we are looking at the exact same things. Like, how are you coming up with this? So like, what do you find like on your end, like you're totally constantly on top of like all these cool pictures and cool things going on do you find that that's helpful or do you find that your best creativity comes in what more i'm more referencing which is like the brilliant but bored
3: aspect yeah i guess the like the the things you see visually creatively or like that's kind of like that's the boring part of what we do like searching out cool things to look at i think that's the thing that everybody has access to and can do and and you know i guess i, I I don't know that that true creatives use those same avenues to find inspiration. Um, I just, I, I like, I like the aesthetic of things. Like I like, I have a, I have a certain aesthetic that I like and I, I seek it out and I don't know, I actually don't know that it influences that much in what I do for my work. Um, I think, you know, you're influenced by everything you're taking in and whether it's, you know, the, color of the trash can on your walk to work or the thing you see on Instagram. I don't know that I don't know that I have specific places that I go for inspiration. I don't have inspiration breaks where I'm like, okay, today I'm going to go find inspiration about rabbits. And I just don't that answer your question at all.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, it sounds like then you're leaning more on the like, so while you, you share all these like creative ideas and stuff that you see, that's ultimately not where you get your creativity from. So then I guess I'll like toss the, the, the question for you. And then I, I, I realize I'm probably dodging the question myself, but like maybe we go around and say like, where do you find, where's your best place for, for creativity? Or what's like the one spot that you find that you're like, it's consistently a good spot for you to find creativity mm-hmm. or, a pro- or a process or like a, a moment in which that happens. Yeah, for you.
3: I think that I crush a lot of content, like an insane amount of content. I listen to a ton of podcasts and i actually find more creative inspiration in listening to business leaders talk about business and people talking about their lives like i'm i'm reading juliana margulise's book right now and and it has absolutely nothing to do with design it has nothing to do with our world but there's so many nuggets of inspiration about about life that just have you thinking and feeling and and that that tends to push you towards better work and more of an open mind um, I don't know that you, you've learned to be creative. I think you just need to have the openness and willingness to let it come out. And then, you know, the thing that I think people that say they're not creative, what they actually are not is they're not good at communicating what's in there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like to... You know, I, I like to steer away from the obvious things of creativity, so I don't want to name any names because I like them all. But there's certain pl- <laughs> there's there's certain platforms that just push what is to be seen as a lot of eye candy, and I like I do like to stay away from that, and I like to to find other things. I think I think travel is a really obvious one, um, getting out of your own environment and going and feeling another culture and is always good. I feel like nice. these are really boring answers.
2: No, that's I think it's I think it's good but we'll, well, we'll see let's go to the the, the the Pepsi blue man himself Nick Nick what like what <laughs> what areas do you go to like find it, uh, creative inspiration
0: yeah I mean I think when you're working on something it's it's by nature very linear uh, so you think about things in steps and stages and inches and uh, very um, <clears throat> not creative right like you make you don't make jumps you you know move towards things in a way that is um, process related right so like in the midst of things I don't think that you necessarily or your peak creativity on the other hand I don't think turning your brain off necessarily is something that that, that, mm-hmm. that helps with creativity either like binge watching Netflix doesn't make me feel creative I'm not thinking about um, uh, work so there's that I think it's the third thing where you're um, kind of like actively in leisure like active leisure um, something to the uh, personally like for me it's like hobbies um, something where you're trying to achieve something work towards something the betterment of uh, a a thing that you enjoy uh building towards something it's still that same kind of like mindset uh, of similar to what you what you do in your work but you're trying to solve things but it's so different from the world that you're in potentially with work that um, you basically learn new skills. You you build up new muscles, um, and then the real creativity I think comes in when you apply the methodologies that you had in one uh, area and you, you put it onto another one, uh, and you're able to make jumps. You're able to pull from places that uh other people wouldn't pull from because they're not actively trying to work towards some kind of you know result uh be it uh working out or um you know, what other people do i don't know video games or some kind of like activeness right uh where it's uh it's it's not like there's no work related fatigue associated with it um it, you're not procrastinating but you're you're kind of building so i think that like sometimes people that take on hobbies do it almost like another job but it's one that they're doing purely because they want to do it and uh, they are doing it exclusively uh, in in any way they can there's no failing so therefore because they define it uh, and that lack of failure is another part of it I think creativity that's really important I think that thing that stifles creativity is fear mm-hmm. uh, and you don't have fear necessarily in hobbies or an active leisure um, because there's no one else scoring you but yourself, so um, there's no really no like um penalty, I guess. So like that, those are the kind of like things that I look for in in cultivating creativity is uh you know setting some kind of goals that are fun, that are personal, that are things that I want to do. Uh, finding you know ways to do that in in ways that maybe are less linear, um, but uh, are is no real connection on the surface level to the things that i'm doing professionally and therefore the creativity comes from applying lessons learned broadly Mm -hmm. from one area to another area totally Mm -hmm. different from it and thus everything looks new and and unique and like this thing that came out of nowhere because you've built the first bridge between this disparate thing and that um because it's such a big
3: jump Mm -hmm. Mm. i think that there's you know one of the One of the most important things that we do as event profs is create a safe space for our clients to be creative and And, you know, I I hear from clients all the time and, you know, some well known figures around our orbit that are like, I'm not creative, I'm not creative, I'm not creative. And it's not true. You're just, you need, you need to be given the right, the right environment, ask the right questions, um, you know, given, given the space and the opportunity to empty out your brain and you may not be able to put it out the way i can and you may not be able to put pen to paper and make it make it all work but it's all in there it just need you just need somebody to help you organize it not in so many instances is, that's what our job is
2: so true so true to what about you where, where do you find inspiration for creativity
3: event brew
1: <laughs> oh yeah i'm just always listening to event brew and i didn't <laughs> i actually still listen to the podcast you guys um it's
3: because you're never on Nick, it
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what episode did I miss? What did they talk about? <laughs> I've been working, you guys. I had all of 2020 being on the podcast. <laughs> I know but Nick mentioned something, and I'm trying to think it's like... I receive the objectives in a, um upside-down pyramid. Like, does that make sense? Like, all the the, the most needed details, like, I... Gather that knowledge that way, and I design like a normal py- uh, pyramid where I look at the tiniest little detail, and that's usually where I find inspiration. Like it's that accent, or it's that whatever, whatever I can turn into like visuals, or you know, or even just using the senses by how I want the attendees to feel. And I, based on the client's objective. So we're just talking about designing, being creative within the events world. That's usually my thought process. It's usually like that one thing um, experience that help drive all the others. And it's usually not even, the, it's usually not the most important thing, but it's designed slash ideated from the most important reasons of why we're hosting this event experience, what whatnot. And where I get my inspiration it's just, I, I feel like I keep up with the industry and not just even our industry, but just all creative outlets and, and industries by by gaining content. And so I like that you mentioned Dustin's um, Instagram because I do like that. And anytime I am scrolling through my feed and I saw that Dustin likes a post, I'm like, oh yes. Like we're, I'm on, I'm on the right page. <laughs> Dustin likes it as well. Um, but I feel like that's just to keep up and where I really find my, where I'm best, Creative is my mindset and my environment. Um, Like just right before this, when we were talking about having this as the creativity as a topic, I said I just came from just ideating all these ideas. And right before it, I knew that I wasn't in the right state of mind because I was like, oh, this is like almost like a burden slash I have, you know, an hour to do this before we start recording this podcast. And so what I did instead was stand up and like went for a walk on the beach. And then I came back and I was like, okay, now I'm ready. Even though I have less time to get this done, I'm ready. And now I'm clear in my in my head and I know what the objectives are and how I want the guests to feel in this scenario. So I used the information that was given to me. And that's the thing too, is I feel like sometimes clients could potentially withhold information. And the more information, the better, like budget, um, all like all those things, like when the event is going to happen, who the like who they are, those kind of things that helps me. It doesn't um, restrict me from my creativity of anything. I get more and more creative based on that information. Mm. Oh, wow. Does that make wow. sense? The, the
3: B word. <laughs> Dropping the
1: B word. B word. Did talk, Budget, because did it's, I mean, ep- that's... we do a whole episode on the B word. <laughs> I'm sure we did. <laughs> But see, that's and the other good. thing too. It's like in in the world of advertising, creatives just idea and idea and idea. But with like, they still have to make it happen. If it doesn't happen after after they you know the idea gets sold. But I feel like you. I mean, if I don't have a budget, that's fine. But it's I I feel like I'm working a little backwards, after the fact. You know, like yeah. those ideas. My ideas aren't limited to to the budget, but it definitely helps because then I can figure out what avenue to go to or is that a hot button of the clients that's gonna help me in what I'm creating the actual um, the items the decor I I think you're right I mean
2: like the there there's some famous quote that's like restrictions breed creativity if not that's gonna be in like fancy times Mm -hmm. in Roman font will Curran's gonna be underneath it but I'm pretty sure there's some famous quote by some famous person that said like yeah that restrictions breed creativity I mean like think about like all the times where they're like uh, like oh hey team building activity you get a bunch of straws and like paper clips and build the tallest structure you can mm-hmm. without falling over people get freaking so creative because yeah. they're given this restriction of like here's exactly what you need yeah. to fit within
3: I can't tell you how many times somebody has said to me like oh it's you know it must be so easy to be creative with this because they spend so much money. And it's like, that's actually not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. <laughs> like you, you actually come up with your most creative and your best work on, on less. It's like money doesn't mean more creative money. Doesn't mean that it's, it's better by any means. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I think that like, the I mean, the pay, pay me creativity. lots of money, please.
0: Sure. The, the variables <laughs> are creativity. One of them certainly is, um, uh, being like uh, having uh, not having all the resources you need right because then like, mm-hmm. that's literally not creative That's just doing the thing that's available. Totally uh, That's half of it. And I think the other half of it is um, your ability to do something that is um, Outside of the constraints of what is normal to do or what is the typical way to do something um and that requires you to i think have the discipline of asking why you know like why do you do it this way why is this always done this way why hasn't anyone else done that and really like letting go of your biases uh and and just being kind of like open to uh anything you know and and i think that like that kind of like flexible mind Of openness of just like not taking the shortcut that we just say like this is how you do this this is how you do this like I don't have time to reinvent the wheel creativity is reinventing the wheel like it is it's but it's but it but for actually a better wheel and if there is a better wheel out there the creativity would have found it I guess Um, Mm. I don't know if that really that really works but like that that's it like it's saying like it's not just saying look there is nothing better than this so I'm gonna stop you know there and just do that thing It's asking why why not or how come and just being sort of humble and open to um, things that could be uh, I I really think that a lot of it comes down to generating a lot more ideas than you need like like Tui was talking about ideation and like, you know, so much ideation. I think that nothing goes to waste for a creative like Mm -hmm. those ideas that you generate like if you need and if you need something come up with three. You know, mm-hmm. come up with four, yeah. and the other three that are four you come up with, they might not be the right solution to the problem at hand, but They'll some variation of that, something. Yeah. something down the line, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the yeah, key: is point. banking up a lot of ideas and spending time, really saying, "Well, is there a crazy way to do this?" It's like yeah. there, maybe it's longer, maybe it's whatever, but like let's just take let's not take this for granted. Let's just take so much time to say. Okay, like let's let's say what if we didn't have this or what if we had two of this or something like that and Mm -hmm. going on different scenarios Banking those ideas and really fully thinking about it. I Mm -hmm. think is where creativity comes from
3: Yeah, my colleague Amy um, who does a ton of the creative work on our team. She is she banks everything like she keeps yeah. everything and nothing ever goes to waste. And in the, in the rare occasion we lose a bid, <clears throat> um, she's like, she's never disappointed. Cause she's like, we'll get the next one. Like now, now that idea that they didn't take, it's even bigger in my head. And now I know how I want to amplify it and how I want to add on to it. And, and I, I think, I think there is something really spectacular about over creating for yourself and like thinking really really big and sometimes we think we have to work within the parameters that we're given but there's nothing wrong with with thinking big even if it's not for that client even if it's just for you know i've got i've got big great ideas and i think we think that we have to fit them within that client's mold but you can totally be creating for the bank as well
2: i think yeah like the, the, to, i was gonna say to the point of like like banking these up for me too like I find that like when it comes to creativity, building out like uh, some sort of system where I am kind of creating something beyond. Like I can't just sit in a room on the floor and just like come up with great ideas. Like I, I'm whiteboarding. I'm building out. Ironically, like I was thinking, uh, time I was really creative was yesterday. Was like I was building out a spreadsheet and come up with creative ideas. To, like calculate this idea that I was basically kind of coming up with, and I kind of like need some sort of output to be able to do this mm-hmm. too. And I find that like whether it's white, like when I'm whiteboarding, I'm sometimes writing this stuff down and then I come back to it. Yeah. Like six months from now, like, oh, hey, here's this really, really great idea. Like, I think, I'm not sure if it's just me or it's mainly, I think a fact that like my brain's thinking so fast that Mm -hmm. like, I almost need that like building aspect to like keep it under control. Otherwise like I just kind of like the wheels are off the bus and (laughs) we're Mm -hmm. going downhill at like a million miles an hour. Mm
3: -hmm. All the, all the doors in our offices, they're all glass and I'm forever writing on them with dry erase markers and it drives everybody crazy because they're like, why don't you just write it on paper? And I'm like, because it's, because when I write it on the door, everybody that's walking by is commenting on it and there's like, and it becomes a share and then it lives on that door until I'm, until I've registered it, I've processed it and then it gets erased. And it's like, so there's just, it constantly looks like graffiti and very messy dust and writing all over the walls (laughs) in our office. But but they're they are there for a reason and they're and they're they're about getting that sort of that uncandid feedback and it's a less formal process. It's not locked away in a computer somewhere, it's not sent in a in a in a fancy draft or in a proposal template, it's just dry erase marker on Windows. And I find that is where so much creativity comes from and it allows to share with everybody else that's in the building that gets to be like, Oh, that's really cool. I'm working on this, or you know, then they get to store it in their bank.
0: I think that's really important is the idea that creativity uh and like good creative ideas must come th- go through some kind of testing. Uh otherwise they they don't really I don't get to the maturity they need to actually become something. Um they're just ab- like oh there's people that think I have a million great ideas but I have never <laughs> really done anything and it's like well do you, you know, yeah. like are,
3: how, how can you qualify those as great ideas?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a lot of times it's just like the laments of people that uh, are gun shy uh, of, uh, you know, going the next stage. Uh, and the reality is, is that, you know, I would assume that like if you have 10 great uh, or ideas that you think are great, like maybe one of them is maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's because you don't have enough perspectives uh, and enough uh diverse points of view to be able to see why that might not be the uh, good thing or might not actually work because either someone's already done it or it actually wouldn't succeed because of this or that or actually it's just the seeds of things something that like two stages down the line could be something really cool Totally, uh, and that's really why it's important for creatives to surround themselves with other creatives mm-hmm. uh, and, and share what you have Uh, and then have a safe space that you feel comfortable, um, expressing what those things are and, and have those people like have the respect level that they're not going to, you know, do something to you that will, uh, you know, make you go back into your shell, Mm -hmm. but also have the respect to tell you what they honestly think. And like, that's a, a walking a fine line, but. That that's really the next stage of creativity is, uh, like in design thinking, there is the prototype stage, which is really what we're talking about. You know, in coming up with creative ideas, and then the test stage requires some element, uh, or some elements really, for it to have to, uh, you know, like to throw those seeds on some sort of soil and to see if they grow or not. And that mm-hmm. that requires you to have, uh, you know, like what is it like steel, steel sharpened steel, mm-hmm. uh, that idea like if you have other people who are creative as well your creative ideas against their creative ideas versus your creative back and forth it's just going to get better and better mm-hmm. uh and that sort of community element of it is uh, probably where where creative ideas take uh you know action
3: i think real real successful creatives you need to be tough as nails like you need to yeah. learn you need to learn to take feedback to take criticism and not and not shy away and and it, it does it does take time to have somebody like not not like what you put out there. And and it's, you know, as as my my bestie, Lisa Mark, says, I know it's just an opportunity to provide more information. And it's like if you know, if you're going to be in a creative industry, you better get used to people saying no or it not being to their taste or it's not this or it's not that. And all that is is just creating creating, you know, that's just your opportunity to expand it more and to continue to work on it. And you can't. You can't run away and you can't hide and you can't be like, you know, that's, you know, going back to what I was saying where it's like everyone is creative. A lot of people just have a hard time communicating that and you just have to learn to push through the fear of putting yourself out there because for some strange reason somewhere in us you know, being creative is, is there's, there's fear in that. And there's, you know, it's, I think it comes from a fear of rejection. I think it comes from, you know, some inferiority or some imposter, or there's probably a billion and one syndromes that get you there. And the best way to overcome that is start, start with small little steps, start, start using your voice, start creating, you know, when you're thinking of something and you know, it's great in your head, find somebody that you can communicate it to that you trust and build out from there.
1: And you've to, made it such a great point about just a safe environment in order to collaborate with others. There, um, one thing that we do at HOT is I'm. It's the yes and when we go into a brainstorming session, and our the the ideas that come out of Liz and Nicole's head are wacky and they're out there, and it to, it, it can your mind you have to train your mind not to look at all the restrictions oh well we can't do that or this or you know like oh that's never been done before that excites us even more and we add to that craziness and so that's what where you're talking about the the creative going back and forth so that everyone has is is coming and adding value to that idea and just like our industry how we can't do it alone. We need our supplier partners. We need our collaborations of our clients and just It takes a whole entire village to produce that that experience that mm-hmm. will be the end result
2: Great to yeah, I was curious to ask how you think that creativity has changed in the last year
1: Creativity in the last year Um I have a feeling I you're mean, gonna be
3: like so optimistic and I, like shiny. I I am
1: <laughs> because I actually took the time to do the work, so I could train my mind to be creative. So when we, I got the opportunity to be able to provide those experiences to our industry, to you know these corporate clients that they're there. And so I, I um, this will be like a good debate. But shame on you if you're an event professional and you spent 2020 not. Finding outlets of creativity and learning more about yourself and learning how to communicate your ideas and having those groups of support and whether that's industry related or not, if you're not if you weren't doing truly anything creative during twenty twenty that you could apply to the industry now, like that to me is mind-boggling. Cause that was a time when we all were able to pause and not and well, what you're saying is. Um, the quote was actually from Neil. In order to be creative, you have to be less productive. You have to not get as much done. You need to have the space to just be because that's where those ideas come from. So you don't have to necessarily be bored. What Nick was saying was a great, great one. We just have to be actively disengaged without feeling like you need to accomplish something.
0: Yeah, I've been calling it like active leisure for a while. I'm not really sure there's leisure, a better yeah. phrase for it, but like. Uh, for me, it's just like the, I, I engage in a lot of hobbies and I read uh, a lot of uh, things that are related to the things that I'm into that are hobby related. And for me, like it's it's education and perspective uh, on things that have nothing to do with what I do productively. But in fact, are is this still I use, still use the same methodologies. You know, I still. Uh, I'm goal-oriented. I'm still trying to see the big picture. I'm still... All those, like, the way I think is the way I think. Um, But I'm applying it in a different area. And because the other side of it is different, you know, because I can't just change how I am on a dime, uh, I can change the other side of it, you know, like what I'm working on. And because I have a completely different uh, set of rules and because there's no failing and because it's Mm. um, just like, you know... At the end of it, the time itself is fun. Um, it just feels like I learn things in myself. I learn things in uh, different ways to get from A to B to C, and uh, I think there's infinite ways to do that. I could I could see someone crocheting, and and doing that as a way to you know make their mind you know because they have to. It's it's about a goal. It's about accomplishing something. There's different ways to do it. There's creativity within it. I could see coding as that where it's problem solving. Um, it's a lot of, you know, ways to think about things differently from going uh, to solving problems and getting around things like there's a lot of different things that you can do that are not turning your brain off. That's relaxation. That's shut down. That's, you know, somewhat of a I don't know, a variation of rest. It's not necessarily creativity. And I think that people get they think that they have to go to some meadow somewhere and like stare at the sun uh, in order to be creative, that's probably not a good idea. Maybe stare at the clouds. Uh, <laughs> and the reality is, is that because we think that creativity is somehow tied to the, you know, uh, scarcity of resources and a goal, uh, I think that those two things have to be in there in some capacity uh, for you to be able to uh, get lessons on on different ways to achieve that. If we're talking about creativity not in the sense of just creativity for the sake of creativity, but creativity as a skill set for accomplishing things, because there's also a variety of types of creativity. I mean, there's creativity for creativity, just expression. Um, I think maybe we're talking about maybe our use of creativity in the professional world, which is still, I think, overcoming obstacles style of creativity.
2: I I think you bring up a good point that like, in the last year right like we we all went to lockdown and we all got forced from you know going from crazy travel schedules seeing the world um you know get going outside and going to concerts and festivals and going to events right which are great creativity options as well To now it's netflix and now it's uh being locked inside i i think it's a lot of netflix to be honest and um I think you guys just brought up such a good point that, like, um, you know, it's, you know, that it's not, when you're watching Netflix, you're not going to get a creative idea. You're not all of a sudden going to be watching some crazy movie and be like, oh my gosh, I have this idea for an event. You might be like, maybe you get a co- cool idea for a design because, you know, you're watching The Great Gatsby and you're like, oh, that's a really cool chandelier or something like that. But chances are really low that's going to happen. You're probably watching, like, some murder mystery where it's like you would never design an event around that person's murderous, you know, basement. But, um, you know, I think that. Something that's really going to need to change this year is for people to find activities that maybe if they aren't traveling as much or going outside, I think that that was necessary over the last year, but also just trying to find new, unique ways to do it. Like, so, like, for example, I recently, this is going to sound really weird, but I got really into car detailing recently, like washing my car, basically. Um, And as Nick said, like, active leisure. Should we say why?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was like. (laughs)
2: Because I have a car that has to be washed all the time in dirty Arizona.
0: You know, I'm sure you were really into longboard detailing at some point as well, right?
2: Yeah, I like to keep my longboard clean and, you know, I actually, Detail. I used to clean, I used to get, so it spurred because uh, the place I used to get my car washed shut down that when I had a car. So then now I'm like, well, there's no affordable way for me to keep my car clean all the time. And if you live in Arizona, like if it rains, chances are dust storms coming right after it or like, you know, it's just constantly dusty in general. But anyways, I think that's a great example of like a most active leisure things that like it, you think that would be the opposite of creative you're literally washing a freaking car like you're literally like it's just going through the motions following the process but like just being able to be outside of the car like it just rejuvenated me in terms of like energy and my mindset um for what's kind of and i think i think i love the most about it is, and i think you guys kind of hinted at this too is it is totally different than what i do at work right like if you asked me to wash like our warehouse or like Wash, uh, you know, I don't know, power wash a concrete area for to clean for a stage. I'd be like, hell no, I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that at all. But like, in this case, like it's just so different that it forces you to really take a different perspective in the way that you're thinking about things. And I think that we need to make sure that we all now that we're coming out of the pandemic obtain those hobbies again that are going to create that space. And I I think that's one really, really interesting thing about it. the, the other thing that I'm curious what you guys' thoughts is also in terms of collaboration. So, Dustin, you mentioned like you used to have the office where you'd have like all the whiteboarding and things like that as well. And um, I know like over this last year, like that's probably totally changed. Like you don't have the ability – like you, you may be right on your windows of of your apartment or like I know you've been uh, just going to the office to work by yourself. But that collaboration, all the people just walking down the hallways kind of changed. So I think that the other thing that we have to figure out how to do too is – really create online processes for us to be creative, too, and present creative ideas beyond the PowerPoint, beyond just talking through it on a Zoom call. Um, But like, yeah, finding, you know, collaborative whiteboarding, you Mm -hmm. know, softwares and things like that, like that. Mm
3: -hmm. I think that there's like there is something that you don't get online when collaborating creatively and it's we were talking about collision a couple episodes ago and and you you do need some of that like the minute it's online it, it's just it's so rigid and it's very difficult for you to um have passive conversations about things so yeah i that's going to be my my channel. check back in with me in a couple months i'll figure out how to move it online
2: <laughs> Maybe maybe I can help you move it back online. <laughs> I no, I
3: don't need any more Will Kern apps in my life. Thank
2: you. Sometimes it's process, not just apps. <laughs> got you. I got gotcha. you. Um, but yeah, what 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 in terms of uh, you guys, like, how do you think that um, uh, communication in terms of uh, creativity is also going to
3: change over this next year? I think the speed in which we're asked to work is going to get. It. I think it's going to be. It's going to be. We're going to be asked to do a lot in a short amount of time in the short term. I don't know that that's, I think we're going to find ourselves back to what we think thought was normal, but I do think that, and maybe it's just my market. Like, you know, we're, we're moving into, um, you know, reopening plans and it's like now all of a sudden it's like, Holy shit, I need to have this thing in September now. And you're like, Oh, well, in a normal time you would have had 12 months to figure that out. And now you're given just a handful of months. Um, so I think that I I think that creativity is going to take a bit of a hit. I think that we're not going to see a lot of uniqueness, especially in corporate events. Um, I think that that you know more consumer activations have have done well over COVID, and I think there's a lot more creativity being put into those because it was forced. But I can see I can see corporate events being pretty boring for the next year until we can all get back to a regular planning pace.
1: Not like, if I can help it.
3: No, and not, and not. <laughs> if you hire Hot Rock, then it will be fine.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Dustin. We'll do like a collab.
2: <laughs> I I think you're right, though, like that right now it's it's not only in terms of like the speed of timeline, but also just the chaos of it all. Mm-hmm. Like people and are they, not worrying. And the
3: unknown, right? This whole like we yeah. have to plan for multiple options and there's not a lot of space left for creativity in that. When When somebody's saying to you, it's like, okay, so we need to plan for... You know, do we still require masks? Do we still require this? Do we still require that? And and there still is a lot of unknown and here in Canada. I know that you guys are light years ahead of us, but but you know, there's there there still is that that is still the priority over everything else, which it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's gonna that's gonna take away from from.
2: you guys think it's like a distraction like not necessarily that covid uh compliance is a distraction not at all like you said it's still super important but like there's so much other stuff to prioritize i I think it's a barrier
3: for sure i think there's only there's only so much there's only so much that can be put in and i think when when the safety protocols are eating up most of the conversation the time the budget yeah i think it makes a big impact
1: i wish we could just like put a foot down yeah, and just make it a priority, just like how now COVID compliance and keeping, I mean, keeping, I guess, have always been priority. But just like adding to the vetting process when we're, you know, when it comes to COVID and just keeping everyone safe and healthy, we just always skip the divergent thinking portion of things. We just go straight into deadline budget. Okay, let's get like, let's just get this out. And I wish that we would challenge ourselves in that that stuff that's so vital that i feel like we you know like
3: yeah i think we cut ourselves short a lot for sure mm-hmm.
0: well to, I mean, to quote this year to it's going it. to be a lot of sorry not to uh, just okay. just two seconds like uh this year i think there's going to be a lot of um whatever's happening this year probably won't be the way things are so like no, i think no. that there's not i mean i think there's not as many lessons to learn in the immediate is there will be what comes out of it mm-hmm. i think expectations for some i mean on the other side of it good or bad probably overall macro bad is i think expectations of events are going to be really low like i think that people are mm-hmm. going to be happy that they accomplished an event and no one got sick I and mean, imagine that like a year ago or mm-hmm. two years ago someone being like hey we had this event it had 400 people and no one got sick Mm-hmm. high fives and we would be like what are you talking about how would you get sick in an event so like there's there's like a lower bar but i think mm-hmm. that's not i think that's temporary like once that becomes I the agree. norm yeah. we'll jump right past that yeah. you know and this like, that conversation be will
3: really... be very different next year totally. very very different uh, and then it's going to be more tools you know yeah. then we're going to how are we going to use them and then we're going to yeah. go back to the same conversations we we're having two years ago about yeah. all the things that we struggle with as an industry when it comes to creative <laughs>
1: No, can we keep each other <laughs>
3: accountable? Yeah, no problem, Tui. <laughs> I was
2: going to add something in that. I was going to quote a very great man na- that about fitting square pegs into round holes. Mr. Nick, Mr. Nick Borelli once said, I think it was like at the beginning of this year, it was just like, so many people are trying to force a square peg into a round hole or, you know, whatever the heck. But the s- circles go Here's into the thing, the squares, though. But, all we had was like...
0: square pegs and we, all we had was round holes. So um, mm-hmm. I, I think that, like, uh, and well, now I've, we're trying to do it ferociously
2: because they're yeah. like, I, I know exactly what I need I have, this event to look like.
0: Yeah. I have a lot more grace now looking back at a year of people doing that, you know, like I think I was coming from a place of like real trying to like inspire people to like take on the, this terrible time as an opportunity to think differently. Um, and I think about like, cause I said, I said that often because it like resonated with me at the time. And now I look back and I'm like, you know what? The, we, 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 really worked really hard creating that square peg for years. Uh, And we were becoming really good at that square peg. And then the square hole went away and we got this, you know, other hole. Uh, This isn't tracking. And uh, we had to, uh, (laughs) we had to make, we had to make it work. We, you know, we had to work hard to do what what we could. But I think moving forward, the one thing that I think that is the most exciting uh, that has come from the, uh, like a creative space in the last year is that, I think we have we have new strategies and we have new tools. So like after this I think that there's way like as creative as we could be with 8 crayons uh we have 16 crayons now and that maybe we can make some cooler drawings. I- I'm going to speak only in analogies but um <laughs> maybe that's part of it like for to be truly creative it, it's it's based it's like it's on the backs of other things that have taken place and Mm -hmm. it's it's on the backs of more experiences. And, uh, I think that, uh, I think that we have more of those that are different now that we can pull from those that I'm I'm hoping that we have a more creative future.
1: Good point, Nick. And just, (laughs) we want the whole box of crowns and we want to actually do a call of action to our listeners. So what do you think the creative, process is going to look like in our industry for 2021 and what was it like for you in 2020 when it came to creativity and where you found those those outlets let us know eventbrew at helloendless.com or hashtag eventbrew and we are going to wrap this up and we'll see you on next episode of eventbrew bye thank you guys Bye. bye
3: I really like the episode when Chantel didn't say bye and we were just like waiting and waiting and waiting. It it doesn't end (laughs) until you say goodbye. (laughs) She was like, oh, bye. Uh, Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Event Brew.
0: Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.